Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Everybody catch that uh, story last month of uh, the fellow from Boston came for the marathon on the train, 5.30 in the morning to hit the uh, start. And as he's leaving the, uh, the train, he hears that some guy was uh, uh, robbing everybody on the train, you know, kind of just showing his, his piece a little bit and uh, getting some money. And the guy, he's safe. He actually hops back on the train and literally just goes up and just grabs the gun, disables him uh, until the police came. And he just says some funny things. He's just like, I couldn't stand it. This guy's just going around taking people's money. Um, it just blows my mind, that kind of heroism of the fellow. You ever hear that story, remember? It was just uh, last early October. We never hear the good stories, do we? You only hear the, the bad stories. It's hard to be kind in a mean world, and the world is mean. What's funny is that guy turns out, he actually goes to, he's, he's actually been like three times has done like a good deed like that, but he also goes to marathons and runs for free. So he like, I don't know what's called, like crashing marathons or something. So I don't know. I guess go ahead and do that if you're going to save people, but uh, that's Chicago, right? It's hard to be nice. It's hard to be kind in a mean world and it's a mean world. Imagine we heard uh, the Jesus story here. I know usually it's a Good Friday story, but really it's the center of the whole Bible. It's really the whole point of existence is Jesus on the cross. But imagine truly in his head all the things he has done. Fed the 5,000 for free. Nobody asked him to. Healed the, the lame. Hung out with the, the herding. Never, never hurt a flea. Yeah, once in a while he would get into a little verbal scuffle with people who were prideful to show them that they were just as bad as that person. But he never did anything wrong. I mean, Pontius Pilate, for goodness sakes, washes his hands. And here he is on the cross. The Son of God, the Messiah that people should have been expecting and hoping for, should have been welcomed with open arms. And they're screaming at him saying, not only, <laughs> not just making fun of him, but hey, you did all those awesome miracles, Jesus. Why don't you do one right now? Get off the cross. Can you imagine if that was you on the cross <laughs> and you had the ability to raise the dead? And you're being made fun of. You're, you're put up. You are a capital criminal. The state of Israel was publicly executing you as an enemy of the people. What would you do in response? It's hard to be kind in a mean world. And Jesus came into the meanest of who we are as people. 
received all the violence we give to one another with our words and our deeds, and he didn't speak back. Instead says, it is finished. Father, forgive them. He turns the other cheek. He gives them and us his life. Talk about kindness. This month is uh, traditionally a, a wonderful theme. I love it. The theme of the last day, the end times, Jesus coming again, the final revelation, judgment day, however you want to call it, is what we've been talking about this month. And you know, when you talk about that, usually when someone starts yelling, it's the end of the world, it's supposed to elicit a response that is action. Right? So global warming is the end of the world. Action. You've got a Swedish girl yelling at people in the UN. Judgment day is coming. Wake up. Get going. Right? Or you got doomsday preppers going grabbing large jars of peanut butter from Costco. <laughs> when someone says the end is coming, we think got to do this. Action. Frantic. Chaos in the streets. War of the world's. Jesus says the end is near. What does he tell us to do? Relax. Be calm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Be kind. That's our response to Jesus coming again. Why? Because we're good. It's great that he's coming again. As you get older, you realize that more and more. It's awesome that there's a resurrection coming, the end of cancer, the end of death, the end of divorce, the end of broken relationships and and families strung apart, the, the end of my sin that keeps making me say stupid things, the end of frustrations. Jesus coming again, good. Because you've been bought by the blood of Christ. You are sealed in the baptism God has given you. You're going to be okay. And so our reaction is not to be frantic, but relax, actually. And love one another. Talk about a change In this insane world, this frantic world of yelling and screaming, right? On both sides, every possible social media outlet or news, just yelling and screaming. And the church is called to be calm. Even as we say the end is coming, relax. And to be loving. We're supposed to be the calm voice. Christ has given us things to do. Love one another. Share with one another. Forgive one another. As a church, we're called to to not just make people feel bad only. I mean, there's something to that. You have to tell your friends when they're doing something wrong because it's hurting them and others. But our whole point is to call people to repentance and to life. To enjoy the forgiveness we get to enjoy. But it is hard to be kind in a mean world, isn't it? 
The people of Malachi had that same issue. I love this book, Malachi. Um, he's the last prophet. God had been warning the people of Israel time and time again, turn around, stop it. They were not taking care of the widows. They were not taking care of the poor. It was every man for himself. And, quite frankly, they wanted to be like all those other nations, Assyria and Egypt below them, those successful nations over in Babylon. So they were turning to other gods, whatever will work. Jesus, God says to them, verse 13, You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. And yet you're asking me, what have we said against you? God says, you've said it's futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper, it seems. And even those who challenge God escape. Feel like that sometimes? And what they're saying is, right, why, why love others? Why do these things? Why share? Why give to the temple? Because it looks like people that just live for themselves do well. You feel like that sometimes? You recognize this emotion that the people of Israel had? Some were saying, ah, oh, he's never going to punish us. They confuse God's beautiful patience with reluctance to punish. <laughs> so they kept on doing what they wanted to do. It feels like that, doesn't it? Again, you look around, you see your person in the office that, uh, you know, is rewarded for acting inhuman. You see people just leave a trail of, of blood, of, of broken people, and they just seem to be doing just fine. And we think like, why are we trying to be nice? Why are we being kind? What kind of chump do you think I am just to forgive someone seven times 70? And that person goes off and they just have a great life. What about me? It's hard to be kind in a mean world. It's hard to turn the other cheek. It's, it's hard to just give what you worked hard for away to someone who may not have worked that hard. It's, it's hard to not care about your retirement and your safety and your things. And what good does it do anyways? And yet Jesus calls us to love our neighbor as ourself. To forgive. To be a people of calmness and coolness. Why? What is our motivation? A lot of times, uh, in fact, it's, it's, uh, in December you're going to see billboards go up. Uh, by atheist groups. And uh, I don't know if they see them in Chicago, but they're, they're big in New York and I think L.A. And it says, be good for goodness sake. This Christmas, you don't need to go to church. says that. literally says that. Be good for goodness sake. 
And their point is this. Shouldn't you just be good for goodness sake and not because of God? They absolutely don't understand. First of all, that's illogical. If there is no God, then there is no what? Good or goodness. There's literally no virtue or reason why you do anything good. If you're an atheist and you're nice, you're absolutely living in an illogical paradigm. But I think that they think, I think a lot of people think, and I think Christians, a lot of Christians think this. We are supposed to be nice and kind. Two reasons. One, because we're afraid of God. They, I think, really think this. They think that we need a God. That's why we've invented this God to keep us doing nice things so he won't punish us. Do you believe this? So a lot of people think that's what Christianity is. Do good so God won't punish you. And so that's what they're saying. They're like, hey, how about you do good just because you want to do good? Or they think that, well, you guys are just doing good because you think there's a God up there who rewards you. Both these are absolutely wrong. Jesus doesn't say, love your neighbor or I'm going to smack you. And we don't want to love our neighbor or share with others because we're afraid of God's punishment. Because Christ took that punishment. It is finished, he says. We can be calm. We can love others. Not because we're afraid of the end. Because we're excited for it. And we're so happy that God has taken upon our sins. Because when Jesus took all the verbal abuse on the cross, that was you and that was me. And when Jesus died, it was for me and it was for you. And because of that, that God loves us that much... And that a good day is coming. We can be nice. And we can be kind. Because who are we not to be loving towards others? Because he's been so loving to us. Who are we to judge others as not deserving our generosity or our care? Because he's been so ridiculously generous with us. We don't love others. We're not being good for goodness sake. We're not being good because we're afraid of God. We're being good because of what God has done for us. Amen? And this month, and this coming month here in December, brothers and sisters in Christ, let us be islands of calmness in this world, of generosity, of hope. Not because we have to, but because we've been given it. In Jesus' name. Amen.